You are listening to Ill-Advised, a show of ideas and insights for women who are ready to bet on themselves, go all in, and take that leap into faith, even if doing so could be considered ill-advised. I'm your host, Jessica L. Let's see what happens. Hey guys, what's going on this week? It is Halloween, if you are listening to this, so happy Halloween. Okay, jumping into the episode, which I am calling dream turbulence. And I want to start with a little bit of a story. So in 2022, in June, I moved into a high-rise apartment building in downtown Salt Lake City. It was a brand new building. It was at that time the only high-rise apartment building in the city. I think there's a new one that might be open now. But back then, it was the only. And really funny story is In September of 2021, when I went to Salt Lake City for the first time, I rented an Airbnb adjacent to downtown. And I remember I took a walk one morning and I walked by this building, which was under construction at the time. It was called Liberty Sky. And I walked by the Liberty Sky building and I remember looking up and thinking, I would like to live here. And at that point in time, I did not live in Salt Lake City. I wasn't making anywhere near enough money to afford to live in this building. And I had no idea how this might happen. And then not even a year later, nine months later, I was moving into this building. So the trajectory of my real estate experience up to that point, up to moving in to the 14th floor of Liberty Sky was that I had gone from living in a one-bedroom apartment that was less than a thousand bucks a month in Tucson, Arizona, to staying in my brother's spare bedroom, to renting a 500-square-foot studio in Salt Lake, to then moving into this brand-new high-rise apartment that cost more in rent than any mortgage I'd ever paid. And when I figured out how much it was going to cost, I had a lot of thoughts. I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was irresponsible. I thought it was frankly absurd. And I made the choice consciously to rent it because I wanted to expand how I saw myself. I had always seen myself as someone who was really practical, really responsible with money. I was not someone who would ever pay so much in rent. And I vacillated over this. I went back and forth. I fought with myself. But I thought that once I'd actually made the decision and signed the lease, that it was going to be smooth sailing. Like, I thought that the hard part was over. And then I hit dream turbulence. Immediately. Like, immediately. It wasn't what I expected. So when I first went to tour the building, they showed me an apartment on the ninth floor, which was right next to the Maverick building which if you know Salt Lake, it's like this old concrete, ugly building with a red thing up at the top that says the Maverick on it, like the Maverick logo in gigantic letters and red at the top of the building. So he showed me an apartment on the ninth floor and we walked in and it was kind of dark in there because the Maverick building was blocking out the sun. And it was also at the top of my stated budget. And I was like, oh, is this really it? Like, I don't feel great about renting this place. And 
I decided that I would because I didn't want to spend any more on it. And then I went home and I thought about it some more. And I decided that if I was going to live in this building at all, if I was going to spend any amount of money to stay there, I was going to get the view that I wanted and the view that I expected. So I emailed the leasing agent and he was like, yeah, on the 14th floor, you'll clear the Maverick building. And I was like, cool, well, sign me up. I want the lease that's in the exact same position, but five floors up. That's the unit I want. And we signed the lease for it and didn't see the place. So I walk in to my apartment on that first day of my lease, swing open the door, and the first thing I see through the floor to ceiling glass windows is the Maverick logo. My unit faces the Maverick building and it faces the logo. Like you look out my window and it is literally a red wall and a light up sign that says Maverick. And I'd already signed the lease. Like it was done. So I did what any normal person would do. I just sobbed. I just cried. I was like, I've made a huge mistake. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm wasting so much money on this. And just a little bit of an aside, this, what I learned in this, in this building is the power of perspective. So if you, you know, look at straight out the windows, you see the Maverick building. But if you make a quarter turn to the left, all you could see was the Wasatch Mountains, like an unobstructed view of the Wasatch Mountains. And that was like what I had to train myself to do was to constantly look over at the mountains, look at the mountains, look at the mountains. But it was a really funny example, I thought, of, you know, people, number one, see what they focus on. But two, you almost never know the full story. People show you one thing, but there can be stuff happening in the background that you don't get to see. So that was the first thing that happened. And then I wasn't expecting this, but I started to feel really self-conscious about the other people that lived in the building. I just imagined that all of them were better than me, that they were more successful than me and like blah, 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 all the kind of typical stuff. And then, of course, I ended up meeting them. And that wasn't the case at all. A lot of them were students. I assumed their parents were co-signing, but I was initially struck by the sense of inadequacy that I'm like, I can't even live here. I'm not good enough to live here. And then there was like this whole fiasco with the new furniture I ordered. And, and I'm saying this is all within the first days. This is within the first days of renting this apartment. I won't go into details about the furniture, but essentially it resulted in me dragging boxes up and down this building to the recycling room, I was like sweating like a pig and crying all the time because my furniture didn't fit as I expected it to. So I'm freaking out. It was for like a week. I was freaking out that I made the wrong choice, that I couldn't afford it, that I'd made this really stupid decision. And it's because I had imagined, even though I knew better, I imagined that everything was going to be perfect once I moved in. And that's an example of dream turbulence. Because when you make a big decision, one that changes how you see yourself, like renting that apartment did for me, you can expect that things are going to start breaking around you. And number one, that's just because like turbulence always happens in life. Whether or not you're making big life-changing decisions, 
turbulence happens. There are circumstances and situations that pop up that you didn't expect, and it doesn't feel great to deal with them. Those things happen. But when you've just made a really big decision, and then those things happen, and those things get bumpy, we tend to blame the decision, and then we doubt ourselves. So instead of just having an issue to deal with, like me just dealing with my furniture situation, we tend to make the issue mean that the decision itself was bad. So I like to separate these two things. You have an issue. You have something that has happened and you don't like it. And maybe it's an issue that's related to your decision or maybe it's not. And then over here, you have the already made decision. It is separate from the issue at hand. So as a different example than my apartment, Let's just say you start a new job. It's a big leap from what you've always done. And you get in there and you stumble through a meeting because you're new. And then instead of focusing on what you could improve for the next call, you ride a wave of turbulence. You ride this wave of self-doubt and imposter syndrome. So we have the issue, which is stumbling through a meeting. We have the already made decision, which was the choice to take the job in the first place. And then you have the turbulence, which comes when you start to tell yourself, I stumbled through that meeting. Therefore, that is proof that I am not qualified for this job and I shouldn't have taken it. So can you see the distinctions between those three things? Another example would be you've launched a business. The business is the already made decision. You've already made that leap of faith. And then after you've done that, issues start to happen. Things start to happen. Health insurance is more expensive than you thought it would be. You don't have a single paying client. You get a notice that your homeowner's insurance is going to be canceled unless you get a new roof. And this is something that has actually happened to my brother. Some of these issues are related to the business, right? The health insurance. Maybe you don't have health insurance anymore because you left your job. You don't have a single paying client. Those are like connected to the business. But the roof is not. It's not connected to the business in any way, shape, or form. It's just one of those things in life that happens. But in this situation, you now have a $10,000 roof bill and you look at your client free calendar and then you freak out that the decision to start the business was the wrong one. So here are some practical things to do when you encounter this as you are pursuing your dreams. The first thing is to separate the issues from the decision. Turbulence comes from what we think about the issues and how we mentally attach them to the decision, even when they're separate. Secondly, you're gonna to wanna to focus on what you want. Write down where you're going. You should always have a mental picture of where you're going and why you made the decision in the first place. Write down where you're going and reference it frequently. You have to stay focused on what you want. Also, focus on how you can win. So when you are experiencing dream turbulence and everything seems like it's going wrong and it all seems to be connected to your decision to go for it, bring it home. Stop worrying about three months from now and how you're going to win over the next 90 days. Bring it to today and ask yourself, how can I win today? How can I make myself proud today? Another thing you can do when you're experiencing dream turbulence 
is stop telling yourself, I'm struggling. The next time you catch yourself thinking, I'm struggling, I want you to pause and look around yourself. And I'm offering this from very recent firsthand experience. Earlier this week, two mornings ago, I was drinking coffee in bed, as I do every morning. I get up at the crack of dawn unintentionally. I go get coffee and I get back in bed and I drink it and I journal and I listen to soft jazz and it's just a very, very nice way to start the day. So I'm doing my own thought work. And one of the thoughts that came up was, I always have to struggle. And I'm kind of doing some work on it. And then all of a sudden, I was like, hang on a minute. And I looked around where I was. I was sitting in my expensive, exceptionally comfortable bed. I was drinking coffee, listening to jazz, journaling in a $25 notebook. And I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? The only struggle that was happening was the one in my mind. Everything else around me at that moment was peaceful and calm and easy. And I was just in my mind telling myself I was struggling. So if you start to hear yourself say that, when things have gone sideways, just take note of where you are physically and what the current state of your reality is. And the last thing I'm going to suggest to handle dream turbulence is to hire a coach. Dream turbulence is going to happen because life happens. You can hire a coach from the jump so you have a basis of tools and support because you can anticipate that you're going to freak out at some point after you've made your leap of faith. Or you can also reach out and hire me as you are hitting the turbulence itself. If you are preparing to make a leap of faith or if you've already made one and you're kind of hitting this turbulence, there is a link in the show notes to book a free consultation with me. Or you can go to jessicaell.com and scroll to the bottom and hit book. Regardless of where you are in your leap of faith process, if you hit dream turbulence, don't freak out. This is just a normal part of the process. Okay, that's all for me this week, you guys. I'll talk to you next week. And until then, I hope interesting things come your way. <laughs>